Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood. Thanks so much for joining me in this reading from Proverbs chapter 4, followed by John chapter 4. In Proverbs chapter 4, we begin in this section of the book of Proverbs with parental advice. And then in the book of uh, Gospel of John, uh, we will read about Jesus' interaction with a Samaritan woman and with a royal official who comes to Jesus praying and hoping that Jesus can heal his son. And one of the interesting things about this healing incident is it happens in Cana of Galilee, which also is where the first miracle of Jesus takes place in Cana of Galilee. Jesus has gone to Jerusalem for the holy festivals, now is returning to the Galilee area. And it's interesting to me that these first two miracles happen in Cana. So let's begin with Proverbs chapter 4. Parental advice. Listen, children, to a father's instruction, and be attentive, that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts, do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender and my mother's favorite, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get insight, do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will keep you. Love her, and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, and whatever else you get, get insight. Prize her highly, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a fair garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Hear, my child, and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered, and if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what they stumble over. My child, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Keep straight the path of your feet, and all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. 
And thus ends the parental advice in Proverbs chapter 4. Now we turn to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, with the story of Jesus and the woman of Samaria. Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had said, Jesus is making and baptizing more disciples than John, although it was not Jesus himself, but his disciples who baptized, he left Judea and started back to Galilee. But he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. But no one said, What do you want? Or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, 
Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you reap, I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you have said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Jesus returns to Galilee. When the two days were over, he went from that place to Galilee. For Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in the prophet's own country. When he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, since they had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the festival, for they too had gone to the festival. Then he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had changed the water into wine. Now there was a royal official whose son lay ill in Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, Sir, come down before my little boy dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. The man believed in the word that Jesus spoke to him and started on his way. As he was going down, his slaves met him and told him that his child was alive. So he asked them the hour when he began to recover. And they said to him, Yesterday, at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. The father realized that this was the hour when Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. So he himself believed along with his whole household. Now this was the second sign that Jesus did after coming from Judea to Galilee. So we end now the fourth gospel in the book of John. And I want to put together a few questions for reflection from both Proverbs 4 and John 4. Number one, what are your thoughts regarding the parental advice given from a father to a son in Proverbs 4? How is the parental advice in Proverbs 4 different or similar to the type of advice modern parents give to their children? What are the lessons you take away from the interaction between Jesus and the Samaritan woman in John 4? Do you think the woman is flirting with Jesus? Do you think the woman thinks that Jesus is flirting with her? 
And what do you think about the disciples of Jesus when they come upon Jesus sitting down at a well talking with a woman in a culture where men and women who are not married uh, did not have that type of interaction? Another question, what did you learn from the story of Jesus healing the son of a royal official in John 4? Do you find it interesting that the first two miracles of Jesus take place in Cana of Galilee? And finally, what is the connection between Jesus' teaching at the religious festival in Jerusalem with the second miracle? How are they connected? I'd like to offer a prayer based on what we've just read from Proverbs 4 and John 4. Will you pray with me? Lord, I thank you for the day that welcomes me. I thank you for the wisdom you have provided me through examples that were shown to me with the parents and other adults in my life. I thank you for the positive messages I have learned from others. I thank you for the negative experiences, because even through the negative, I have learned something positive. Keep teaching me, Jesus. Keep working with me. Hold on to me when I am falling. Propel me to higher levels of excellence in your name. Help me to strive for the living water that only you can provide. Give me this water that comes from the fountain that shall never run dry. Bless me this day. Drench me with the sunshine of your favor and the fullness of your love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Again, this is Pastor Nick Hood, pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ in Detroit, Michigan. I thank you for joining me in this spiritual journey today, reading Proverbs 4 and John 4. Tomorrow, we will read Proverbs 5 and John 5. And through this process, um, I know my faith is deepening, and I hope that yours is too. I look forward to being with you tomorrow. Uh, if you're ever in the Detroit area, stop by the church. Please feel welcome to stop by the church where I serve as pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ. We are located at 600 East Warren Avenue, which is at the tip top of the medical center of Detroit. We worship on Sundays at 830 and 11 and also on Wednesdays at noon. Until tomorrow or the next time, God bless.